1: the ussr lives or at least the democrats are trying to revive it right here in the united states they want the federal government to control everything starting with schools Uh, actually preschools they'd like to get your kids when they're three or four years old they'd also like to control your health care but everybody knows that See, one of the nice things about having states and then counties within those states is that if you don't like the way you're being governed, you can move to another county or another state. But Joe Biden and the people who are pulling his strings want a one-size-fits-all country. They hate the Electoral College for that reason. Of course, states and municipalities brought this on themselves by being willing to take so much money from the federal government for things that the federal government should have nothing to do with, starting with the schools. They're going to get their ridiculous critical race theory into schools by threatening to cut off money if the schools don't implement it. Same goes for allowing boys to play girls' basketball and uh, boys to use the girls' bathroom. And there's another example from today, plastic bags. Now, the government would love to have a... The, your Joe Biden and his friends would love to have a national ban on them. And for some reason, uh, the Republican state legislature didn't renew a statewide exemption on uh, single-use plastics last week. And that opens it up for local municipalities to pass their own laws. There is no state law on it right now. So Pittsburgh is ready to pass a stupid law. Erica Strasburg of City Council says they have the language for a ban ready to go, but she said they want to ensure, quote, that as many voices are heard beforehand, unquote, which of course means that they will listen and then put the ban into effect. Of course, most people will think this is wonderful because it will be great for the environment, but eliminating plastic bags will be bad for the environment, and we'll have someone on here to tell you why in our second half hour. At least you'll have the option of moving out of Pittsburgh if you have to. Have no interest in dragging one of those stupid cloth bags back and forth to the supermarket. Critical race theory, though, is bad for everybody, especially for kids in school. And we will talk to the person involved in a lawsuit in Illinois to get rid of it when we come back. Stick around.
0: Looking for a school that supports your goals as Christian parents? Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin is partnering with this station to offer half off your first year's tuition. For families across 15 South Hills districts, this makes a true discipleship-modeled approach to education twice as affordable. Elementary through high school graduation, now offering five-day pre-K for three- and four-year-olds. Cornerstone Prep, preparing Christian students for life after graduation. Get half off a year's tuition while it lasts at answer slash tuitions.
2: Poor his coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky Mix. Harold, the Border Collie Pit Mix, has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat. It will make you smile.
3: You get some Dynavite,
4: how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Have you heard... Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID 19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free. Go pestfree.com promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget.
5: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 mixes up to 7 gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order 1 gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets.
6: The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I would sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare.
0: Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently.
6: Called her and everybody that I would sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare, or we'll give your money back that's what makes us different
0: call wesley financial group now for a free information kit 800-611-3113 that's 800-611-3113 800-611-3113 the john Steigerwall show am 1250 the answer
1: well if you listen to the people who out there who are uh, pushing critical race theory and pushing to have it taught in schools maybe your kids or grandkids you'll, you'll hear that it's Just about teaching kids about all of America's sins that we should be be ashamed of. But if you take a close look at what's actually happening in schools, you'll see that it's much worse than that. A teacher in Evanston, Illinois, is suing the school district out there because of what she was being forced to do. She's being represented by the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Kimberly Herman is general counsel at Southeastern Legal. She joins us now. Kimberly, thanks for being here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So who is uh, Stacy DeMar, and why is she suing the Evanston Skokie School District?
2: Yeah, so Ms. DeMar is a teacher in uh, District 65 in Evanston, Illinois, and she filed this lawsuit yesterday. Um, we, We filed it on behalf of her to get District 65 to stop discriminating against its teachers and its students on the basis of race. They have for years now... Been implementing race programming through their teacher training, their classroom curriculum, and really just their overall policies and procedures. And through that race programming, they treat individuals differently because of their skin color. That is illegal. It's unconstitutional. And she believed that it was time, you know, to, to file this lawsuit. And so yesterday we filed it.
1: So um, this this. Um these issues precede the, the critical race theory uh, phenomenon, which is you know, relatively new. At least it's, it's, it may not be new, but it's new to most people right now.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's new to most people, but really it's been going on for quite a long time. And Evanston is ground zero for this. Um, what people tend to forget um, is that our public schools are actually arms of the government. And they have authority and power when they abuse that authority and power we need to go to the courts Mm -hmm. and what they have been doing here i mean since 2015 it's it's beyond critical race theory you can call it that you can call it equity you can call it inclusion what they are doing is treating people differently because of their race and replacing equality which is enshrined in our constitution with the idea of equity which is really just a license to treat americans differently and punish americans because of their skin color
1: Boy, they've uh, they've glommed on to equity. That's a word that's been around uh, for as long as the English language has been around, I guess. But boy, is it popular now? What? What? When yeah. did when did they discover that equity changes everything? And and it sounds it sounds almost spelled the same as equality.
2: It is, and so many people get it confused with it, one confused with the other, but one is, like I said, one's enshrined in the Constitution, and the other is really just used um, to punish Americans and to treat them differently because of their skin color. It is why we had the civil rights movement in the first place. And what we have in districts like, like District 65 in Evanston, Illinois, are really programs that are putting us back 70 years right we're going back to the pre-civil rights movement we even Mm -hmm. saw out of president biden yesterday he issued an executive order where the government agencies are going to be segregating employees based on race into affinity groups just like district 65 did this has got to stop
1: well now what about it is unconstitutional specifically what's going on in district 65 there in evanston
2: yeah, I mean, just a few examples. We could talk for hours about what's going, been going on. But um, specifically, uh, you know, one of the things they're doing is having mandatory affinity groups. And what we mean by that is they are taking the teachers in a training and they are separating them by race and doing different training sessions for the non-white teachers <coughs> and the white teachers. They're doing this in the classrooms also. We've got students that are as young as four years old um, being read to, they can't read yet. Most of them, but the teachers are required to read to them books that say things like whiteness is a bad deal. It always was. And they have a picture of a white person dressed as a devil holding a contract, binding them to whiteness that they are asked to sign as part of a lesson. Um, this is teaching our non-white kids to hate, and it is teaching our white kids to hate themselves. And all of it is unconstitutional.
1: Well, so the book uh, I saw in the story, I think it was on Fox News, the the book is Not My Idea. That's the name of the book. That's the one these teachers are reading to the kids?
2: that That's one of them. Um, they District 65 is proud of their curriculum. Many districts hide this. They're very proud of their curriculum, and they put it out there online for all to see. Um, and when we talk about what they are doing here with discrimination. It is in every single lesson. You're talking math, history, science, drama, music, PE, even PE. Um, and so it has infiltrated every aspect of what's going on in the school district. And like I said, I, I say it's ground zero for this because it really, really is.
1: Uh, and this, you're talking about pre-K through second grade, that they're uh, starting the kids on this stuff.
2: that that that's correct um every single grade in the district is required to read that book um, that that, that's correct and not my idea book and that's just one example right (laughs) we've got they they pay tens of thousands of dollars in this district and in districts across the country to have consultants come in and they first teach the train the teachers all of this things like um White individuals are loud, authoritative, and controlling. They uh, ask all teachers to acknowledge that white identity is inherently racist. We even have the superintendent in this district who has said to the teachers, he declared this, that if they are not anti-racist, they cannot have them in front of their students. And so they are forcing them to adopt these ideas, forcing them to, to learn these ideas, and then to teach them to the children. These are ideas that four-year-olds, five-year-olds, ten-year-olds can't even begin to understand.
1: See, now here's something that I don't understand, and we're talking to Kimberly Herman. She's general counsel for Southeastern Legal Foundation uh, and involved in a lawsuit against a school district in Illinois that's trying to stuff uh, critical race theory down little kids' throats. Um, <clears> throat> I, I, I I mean, are, are teachers that monolithic in their liberalism that – a school district can do this and everybody just goes along with it. I mean, I'm not a teacher uh, and I don't have kids in school anymore. But when I, anybody hearing what you just described about this book, Not My Idea, which they're required to read to these kids, how, how do a majority of teachers just go along with this? Or do they? You know, are they or they just have to be, are they just keeping quiet because they're afraid of losing their
7: jobs?
2: you know, I I really think it's more of the latter. I I have to give it to the teachers that I have talked to. Um, I spend the majority of my day talking to parents and teachers across the country. Um, They want to talk about what they've seen. They want to see if they have lawsuits, to be honest. Um, And a sad number of really good teachers have resigned over this. Um, throughout the country, not just in District 65. However, there are teachers in District 65 who have resigned over this. They just do not want to teach this hate to the children. Um, and the response to the lawsuit has just been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, calls, texts, emails of support from parents in the district, teachers in the district that have stayed quiet all this time out of fear, and now it's giving them a platform to speak out and against this. Um, but they're not coming really,
1: forward anonymously. They're they're putting their names to this now. they their opposition. To uh,
2: well, they are they they they, they are to us. Um, <laughs> some of them are anonymous. Some of them are just yeah. in the comments out there, right? Um, but it has been overwhelming support, which has been really great to see because like i said i talk to teachers you name it in illinois you know missouri north carolina california new york you name the state it's there it's even here in georgia where i'm located um, this is everywhere and so when we win this lawsuit it will have national implications um to really help save the future of the american republic right now
1: it's amazing um and uh, what is a privilege walk that's part of this oh
2: yeah so a privilege walk is where everyone is lined up in a line and then they will ask certain questions and i'm paraphrasing here because i don't have it in front of me but things like if you are white take one two steps forward if you are non-white take a step backwards if your parents are married take a step forward if they are divorced take a step back right and so you you see it's primarily on the lines of race and then at the end, they tell everyone, "Okay, look at where you're standing and look at the line dividing us. Now that's the privilege line." And they try to make the point that you fall where you fall based on the color of your skin.
1: That's just unbelievable. And what I mean, do they have any time to tre- teach reading, writing, and arithmetic? Is any is that I mean, uh, what no. about people who just want their kids sent to school for that and to be left alone otherwise.
2: Yeah, but they're they're fleeing from the schools, right? I mean, and the private schools aren't immune to this either, but those are private schools, so that's a different story. But we're seeing a lot of people leave to be homeschooled, right? Because a lot of people I talk to say, hey, I would have loved to have done something, but I pulled my kids out and I'm homeschooling them now because I just couldn't take another day of either their child being told they're an oppressor or that they're the oppressed.
1: And what about the argument that we hear from the people who are pushing this uh, uh, every night, just about on uh, one of your favorite local, uh, le- le- one of your favorite cable news operations,
5: um,
1: that this is uh, that pushing against back against this is just proof that you're racist. That they're not teaching anybody to hate people, and all they're doing is teaching kids that slavery is bad, and uh, and that the country. Uh, went through a period of, you know, uh, uh, had some bad periods in its history and these kids should learn about. that. That is what they are selling on national TV when I see them.
2: Oh, I know. And, you know, we should, our our kids should learn about that. They should learn about accurate American history but that is not what this is. And we all know that they can say, and they can lie to the American people. They can go on joy Reid and they can change the definition of critical race theory. They can change what they're talking about. They can change the words and have their little word games. But when you actually look at the curriculum and you actually look at the trainings, the truth is right there on paper. And so, um, you know, it's just a matter of doing what we're doing here, which is getting the word out and having parents open up their eyes and look at the curriculum. And teachers know that they are supported and that there are groups out there like ours who will support them and will fight for them.
1: And is Stacey DeMar the only teacher who's actually publicly pushing back on this uh, out in Skokie, or out in Evanston, I should say?
2: Um, Currently, right now, she is the plaintiff in this lawsuit. But I can tell you, we have a number of lawsuits teed up in other states. Um, some on behalf of teachers, some on behalf of parents. And so this is really just the, the first case that you're going to see out of Southeastern Legal Foundation. And um, our hope is that our other friends and other organizations will start bringing these too, because we all need to be fighting this battle.
1: Well, I, I just uh, Googled the book, Not My Idea, and I'm looking at it on my screen now. And uh, the, the book is titled, Not My Idea, A Book About Whiteness. An honest explanation about how power and privilege factor into the lives of white children at the expense of other groups and how they can help seek justice. That is a book that's being read, the first graders?
2: Uh, yeah, it, it's mandatory part of their Black Lives Matter curriculum, and it's not just in the school district. Um, when you look at uh, Black Lives Matter week curriculum that is being taught in many, many school districts across the country, this is a staple. This is one of the books that you will see in all of it. And I can tell you, I, I have the book here in front of me. I had to make sure that it wasn't at home because it's a kid's book, and I sure didn't want my children being exposed to no. this hate uh, in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and um, the Southeastern Legal Foundation is working as part of uh, Chris Rufo's coalition that's challenging the cr- uh, critical race theory. Uh, Chris Rufo's made a name for himself as being the number one opponent of this. I've had him on my show a couple of times. Uh, so what is the ultimate goal here? I mean, you want to win the lawsuit and then what?
2: Yeah, no, and Chris is great. Um, the, the ultimate goal here is to get our schools back on focus to teaching what they should be teaching and to stop treating students, teachers, parents differently because of their race. We went through this battle Back in the 1950s, that's what the Civil Rights Movement was. We need to look at the inside of people, not to sound cheesy about it, but that's what we need to be looking at. Stop looking at skin color. Look at the person, and let's teach kids what they need to make America competitive again.
1: Would you like to see the Supreme Court rule on this?
2: Oh, we, we would love to see the Supreme Court rule on this.
1: And how do you like your chances of winning the lawsuit?
2: Um, Well, you know, the the Department of Education came out, um, taking a step back here, back in 2019, a complaint was filed with the Department of Education, um, claiming discrimination, what we put in our complaint. And in January 2021, they actually issued a letter of finding saying that they agree, there is discrimination, there are violations of the Civil (laughs) Rights Act here, and it needs to stop. Well, two days after Biden was inaugurated, the Department of Education withdrew that finding. So we feel pretty good with our odds here that there has actually been a finding by a federal agency that these policies, procedures, race programming, you name it, violate the law.
1: Uh, I only have about 15 or 20 seconds here. Can you real quickly, uh, Kimberly, tell me how parents who want uh, to find out what's happening at their schools or if they know that this is happening at their schools, how they can contact you guys and, uh, and get you to help them out?
2: Yeah, just go to our website, slfliberty.org. There's a case intake form there they can fill out, and it'll come right to me, and we will get back in touch with them.
1: Very good. That's Southeastern Legal Foundation, slf.org. Kimberly Herman, I really appreciate you being on. This is some pretty sick stuff going on there. I'm glad you're fighting against it. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: And we'll be right back.
7: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. They're not giving up. Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett says fighting survivors of a condo collapse remains a top priority.
6: This is going to go until we pull everybody out of there. Um, this is our number one effort, and I very much appreciate that, and I know the families appreciate that, and we'll all keep working to make that happen.
7: Four more bodies have been found in the rubble of the collapsed condo tower, raising the death toll in the disaster to 16 people. 147 people still unaccounted for. Bill Cosby has been released from prison after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction and charges were dropped. The 83-year-old Cosby has served more than two years at a state prison near Philadelphia. On Wall Street now, stocks remain mixed. The Dow is ahead 182 points, but the NASDAQ is down 19. This is SRN News. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage
6: garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Dr.
0: Sebastian Gorka steps up for the people. If you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take
7: on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. When a government refuses to actually be a representative government, the ultimate guarantee of our freedom is the people.
0: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250
1: Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 6-30-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warrant in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowserusspittsburgh.com. That's windows or us, Pittsburgh.com.
0: They say if you love something, set it free. At LifeLock, we say, what a load of bull hockey. All that saving up and paying off debt and now some identity thief wants to set it free? Crazy talk. LifeLock helps monitor your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, we'll help fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but LifeLock helps you keep what's yours. Save
4: up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plugin Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's go. PestFree.com promo code P-E-N Go PestFree.com promo code PEN Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer WDBGP,
4: Pittsburgh
0: A division of Salem Media Group Listen on The Answer mobile app Smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or radio.com Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer
5: We continue to see lots of delays out there. Parkway East on the inbound side, you see a crash off to the shoulder. You're backed up from Greensburg Pike down to the Edgewood Avenue overpass. And on the outbound side from Boulevard of the Allies up to that overpass, Parkway West inbound, it's stacking up Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 28 hanging on to delays from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather. Severe thunderstorm watch is in effect through this evening for tonight. Considerable cloudiness. It'll be humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Those storms through the early evening can produce flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a low of 67. Cloudy and humid tomorrow with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Watch for flash flooding. We'll see a high tomorrow of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250,
1: The Answer. if you live in the city, you might want to start looking around for one of those uh, nice cloth grocery bags, the ones you see liberals carrying in and out of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. A plastic bag ban is coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, The state law that prevented local municipalities from implementing them expires tomorrow. And plastic bag bans are dumb, useless, and counterproductive, uh, not, shouldn't surprise you. Sterling Burnett is a senior fellow at the Heartland Institute, and he's here to tell you why. Sterling, uh, Sterling, thanks for coming on on short notice, by the way. Thanks.
3: Thanks for having me on. It's always a topic. I've, I've been working on this topic for over a decade now.
1: Yeah, well, I uh, I just saw this. I mean, I knew this was kind of brewing here locally, and I, I don't know when it came down today, but I didn't see it until... Uh, a little while ago, a couple, maybe an hour and a half ago, and I decided I needed to get someone like you to come on and talk about how stupid it is. So, is this another one of those ideas from environmentalists that that makes everybody feel good, but also makes things worse?
3: Well, it is, um, though I'm not sure how long many people will be feeling good about it. Uh, you've got a big rump, a small no, a small rump of people, environmentalists that really, really care about everything the way people live they know best how everyone should live and they have to butt their nose at everybody's business about everything and for some reason the tail wags the dog and politicians just go oh well if you think so then we'll do it i mean ask yourself this it's supposed to be people are worried about plastic in oceans i don't know about you i think pittsburgh is pretty far from the atlantic ocean how much plastic how many plastic bags you think come from pittsburgh wind up in the atlantic i, I would wager not many no. Um, you know what happens is this you have people some people will use um reusable bags uh and they'll use them wisely but you've got a problem with reusable bags first off all plastic bags are made in the united states <laughs> we employ people here we produce them here 90 percent of the reusable bags come from overseas primarily china so we're putting people out of work here we're employing people in China. Of course. They use toxins in their um, non-fiber bags, uh, and, you're, and, and the non-fiber bags uh, are plastic. You know, they're, they're heavy of plastic, but they're plastic. And if you don't keep them clean, they will carry bacteria. The cloth bags are even worse in that regard. Pick up, pick up some meat from your local uh, grocery store, a couple of steaks, some burger, how many times has the juice leaked through on the plastic bag? Well, if it's a plastic bag, it doesn't matter much. What, what are you going to do with it? You're going to use it to line your your uh, garbage bin in your bathroom. Right. It's not like they're single. They call single-use bag, but I don't know anyone who just uses them one time. Most people I know use them to line their garbage bins in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so So if the juice leaks on that, no one cares. If it leaks on a cloth bag, <laughs> uh, then you've got bacteria, especially if, if you use it and then throw it in the back of your car because you do not forget it the next time you go to the grocery store. So then the heat and the moisture builds up, and now you got mold growing <laughs> in the back of your car, in your bag, and that's what you want up next to your food the next time you go grocery shopping. Of you course. say, no, 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 I'm going to wash my bag. Okay, so you're using more water. Uh, you're wearing out the bag because cloth bags and Plastic heavier, heavier plastic bags, the reusable ones. When people wash them, they get destroyed, uh, and so you're not saving. You know they, they, they've done these analyses. You don't save any energy. You don't save any water. In fact, you use more energy and water, and the bags make up very little waste. Uh, plastic bags. But the real, the real problem with them is, and this is the problem, is that. People don't typically dispose of them properly, and so sometimes you see them out on the roads. They're very visible when they're flapping around on the highway, but even as litter, they make up a very small percentage of the litter on the highways.
1: Yeah, and and um, I, 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 there was a piece that uh, someone that, uh, you're at the Heartland Institute did uh, not too long ago uh, where I saw some of this stuff um, and You know, talking about whether it's good for the environment, just the number of trucks that it requires. (laughs) This is just unbelievable, the stupidity. The number of trucks it requires to transport um, reusable uh, or uh, paper bags as as compared to um, the plastic bags. It's like seven to one or something like that?
3: Yeah, yeah, because paper bags are a lot thicker, heavier. They require more space, mm-hmm. so you use more trucks, you use more gasoline. Uh, paper bags, of course, come from trees, so you're either logging, you know, you're either using uh, virgin materials, you're logging trees, or you're recycling uh, paper products, which uh, reduces uh, virgin timber, but you know what? Uses a lot of energy, uses toxic chemicals to clean the old paper and get ink out of it and, and reuse it there is no evidence it does anything for the environment in fact there's a great deal of evidence that whether it's paper bags or reusable bags they are worse for the environment than single so-called single-use plastic bags most people reuse them and you know what's going to happen so you ha- have no plastic bags at the grocery store what you do, you, you, you still got to line your trash bin in your in your bathrooms mm-hmm. or in your bedrooms if you got a small trash can there. So now you're going to buy plastic bags specifically made for those. <laughs> yeah. You're just replacing one plastic bag with another, uh, and, and the one is free to you, and the other is not. Uh, in the places that we looked at a decade ago, when I was examining these things in California, we found that people, you know, you're in Pittsburgh, so. Pittsburgh has edges. There are cities next to Pittsburgh where plastic bags will still be available. What will happen is, at least at the city edge, rather than going to the grocery store in Pittsburgh proper, you'll just cross the street, cross the border, and go to the nearest grocery store that still has plastic bags. So sales in Pittsburgh go down, sales in neighboring areas go up. That's good for them, not good for Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I I I think uh Boston implemented a ban like this like a couple years ago. Do you know what's happened up there?
3: I haven't looked into it. We like I said, last time I looked at the data, it was in California. And people people were, you know, uh I don't know what the suburbs of Pittsburgh are, but my suspicion is at least people on the edges when they have a, a choice of where to go, they'll now go nearby where they can still get plastic bags because A, they don't want to paper plastic bags for their trash bins, and B, uh, it's more convenient. Have you ever used a paper bag in the rain? <laughs> Not good.
1: <laughs> they don't work too
3: well. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't work so well. Uh, Reusable bags, they're better, but like I said, they wear out, they use more energy, they take more water, and if you don't manage them properly, if you, like I said, you just throw them back in the car, if you don't want to forget them next time you go, have to buy a new one every time, which is also wasteful. Uh, then you get bacteria in it. It's it's uh, it's it's. There's nothing to recommend this. It does nothing to keep plastic out of the oceans. Uh, you know, most plastic bags can be recycled if you want to go through the process of doing it. Uh, most stores in, in the Dallas area have little plastic recycling. You can drop your bag off when you go back in if you want to do that. And uh, environmentalists just ruin everything. I don't know if you remember. It's almost two decades ago now. McDonald's came up with this; uh, they had a styrofoam container for their for their burgers. Yeah. Hot side hot, it's the cold side cold. Yep. Uh, yeah, you are going to your lettuce and tomatoes not going to be warm. It's going to be nice and fresh when you put it on your burger because we've got this new container. Mm-hmm. It's made from styrofoam. Environmentalists hate it because they hate styrofoam. So McDonald's had just they come up with a technology to recycle styrofoam. But they were getting so much blowback on that <laughs> they kept the patent, didn't market it, and they removed the containers. So now you're getting a non-recycled container every time you you get your burger. It's not hot side so hot, cold side so cold, and nobody's recycling styrofoam. Yeah. So. Uh- um, <laughs> you know the, the same thing's going on here. You, you, you're you're destroying one domestic industry. You're promoting a Chinese industry, and you're doing nothing whatsoever good for the environment.
1: But um, nobody's going to want to hear that, uh, Starling. I mean, the, the government people. Uh, how is it that? I mean, I I see the uh, the numbers that uh, that was in the piece that uh, was on the at the Heartland Institute uh, last year or so, uh, a year or yeah. so ago, um, and um, I mean I don't think that's, I don't think there's much of a debate about what, what, what it takes to make a plastic bag, what happens to a plastic bag after it's used, and what happens to a cloth bag or a, a reusable paper bag. So how do they keep getting away with this? Uh, uh, people just don't pay enough attention and you know the
3: politicians they- are led by uh, their desire to stay in power. and most people, don't go out and vote based on plastic bags or environmental issues at all. But there's right. a small group of people in every major metropolitan area that does. That is their issue. And so, if you're in a marginal area on the city council where you've got the part of your constituency is pretty hardcore environmentalist or leftist, you don't. Dare, it doesn't matter what the facts are. Facts don't matter. They always say follow the science. Science doesn't matter. What matters is if you can keep staying in office. And so they will, they will vote to uh, send your grandmother to the – they'll vote to send sick patients to nursing homes yeah. so long as those patients aren't in their district and constituency. So, um, you know, so plastic bags are nothing. If you're willing to put the uh, elderly people with COVID into nursing homes, you don't care a lick. You're not worried a lick about what happens with plastic bags.
1: Yeah, but, but I don't understand – I guess I don't understand how it becomes a, a smart move politically um, because th- this is something it's, – it's a lot of the things that politicians deal with, the, uh, people don't notice it. Uh, there are things that um, they just accept. But if, if all of a sudden uh, people in, within the city limits of Pittsburgh – have to go out and buy those disgusting cotton bags to go to the supermarket, and they go to the, uh, the to the supermarket and they, uh, they're – it's just you, you can't grab six plastic bags and throw them in your car the way you can uh, – you know, you can't do that with the uh, with the regular bags. How, how does that become a popular notion and something that's going to get someone votes? Because it's something that I, I affects think, everybody. Think, it affects I everybody. It is,
3: I don't think it is popular, but I think most people – Aren't thinking about plastic bags when they go to the polls, and those that are are the ones that are rabidly against plastic bags. No,
0: Remember, but there's
3: a group of people. There's a group of people out there that hate fossil fuels, and plastic bags right. are made from fossil fuels, right? Right. They hate them. Pennsylvania makes a lot of money off fossil fuels, but your governor bans fracking on state lands.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it doesn't
3: make sense, but right. he did it because most people. Don't go vote on marginal issues. And plastic bags are even a smaller issue than fracking in Pennsylvania.
1: Well, I it's, mean, a, it's a in smaller the end,
3: issue. In the end, it, it, it doesn't make economic sense. It doesn't make environmental sense. But if you're narrowly focused on staying in office, and what you want is the environmental vote, and most people don't, you know, when they go to the polls, I'm not, I wasn't thinking... Gosh, did someone vote for a plastic bag ban? Yeah, but did my guy vote for the plastic bag ban?
1: Yeah,
3: most people don't do that. They're well, saying, "Oh, well, is my guy in favor of higher taxes? Is he boosting school funds? Is he... You know, plastic bags are pretty far down the list of areas of concern, right. no matter how inconvenient it is."
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, Sterling. We're talking to Sterling Burnett, senior fellow at the Heartland Institute. In case you haven't heard, uh, Pittsburgh will be soon implementing a single-use plastic bag ban. Uh, just, just so I don't know how familiar you are with Pittsburgh's politics, uh, Sterling. But just so you know, uh, the Democrat mayor could uh, could come out and declare that everyone has to wear a paper bag on their head when they go to the supermarket, and he would get elected in a landslide the next day. Because well, if, if you're a Democrat, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Yeah,
3: that's the point. That's the point. So all you got to do is satisfy your radical constituency.
1: Yeah, and, oh. and no, nothing's going to get uh, those guys unelected. Uh, so um, what happens if everybody starts using those stupid cotton reusable bags? Uh, I understand that a, a reusable bag has to be used 132 times before it has less impact than a plastic bag on the environment, which means nobody's going to do that. And...
3: Oh, yeah, right. Well, you know, what happens with me is, every time I go to a conference, I got another reusable bag coming back with me, two or three usually, and I hardly ever use them. And so they're just sitting there cluttering up my garage. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen to most people's bags, and they're going to be annoyed. Uh, uh, Like I said, some will start shopping in other areas, you know, but... The, the corner Seven Eleven on the street, or the the Seven Eleven that's down the street, but also but also happens to be just across the Pittsburgh municipal line and
0: yeah. whatever
3: areas out there. That's where I'm going to start shopping. And uh, there may be a you know some people may make a fuss here in Dallas. We had a municipal plastic bag ban, and it was rescinded because people were sick of it. They said, "You're crazy." We well, you don't be, of all the things. The city council should be worried about telling me what bag to shop with is not one of them, and 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 Dallas uh, quickly rescinded its plastic bag and le- ban in less than a year. Why? Because people were outraged. People were tired of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's one of those things that yeah. well <laughs> it, is Texas. You're a bad person if you have a if you have a plastic bag. Um, yeah, I don't know. And you're, you're judged on whether you know or not you're using a plastic bag. And so people feel um, uh, But that's the pressured. point. In
3: Texas, we don't feel that way. In Texas, yeah. you're not judged by what well, But in yeah. Texas, we have guns. I drive an
1: SUV. <laughs>
3: I do all the things that are considered bad by some urban pittsburgh standards.
1: Yeah,
0: right.
3: Um, but that's what works here in Texas. Well, I can't account for what will happen in Pennsylvania. I would like to think you've got enough people there who get angry enough and say, well, don't shout out of office. We can uh, we can choose. We'll put up another Democrat who doesn't believe in plastic bag bans. He still has to be a Democrat because that's Pittsburgh politics, I guess. But he's going to side with us on this.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it seems uh, on the surface, you know, why a plastic bag? What's the difference? Use a paper bag. You know, who yeah. cares? But... This is something that actually affects people more than most of the things that the idiots who run the city uh, get involved in. It,
3: oh, because- I agree. And, and and the thing is, it's all so stupid. They, they are holding up themselves the mantle as, you know, the, the virtuous. We're saving the environment. We're stopping plastic pollution. Yep. they are not stopping plastic pollution, and they're not saving the environment. They're just shifting where the environmental costs are. They're shifting the energy use to other places. They're shifting the water use to other places. They're shifting the disease burden to their constituents who will get sick from uh, salmonella and uh, uh, mold and stuff that's on their bags. Uh, but will they actually tie that? When they go to the doctor and they're sick, will they tie their food poisoning to the, to the mold that's in their plastic bag? My suspicion is not.
1: Yeah, but it's Sterling, i got to finish up here. i got about a minute left. It's going to make all those beta males in Pittsburgh who really like taking those the ridiculous cotton bags around with them to the supermarket, they're going to feel really good when they get up in the morning and know that I can't use a, a plastic bag.
3: I know. There's a lot of envy envy, and the paternalism are ugly things, and that's what their lives are dominated by. They're envious of those who have more, and they... Think they know better how everyone should live, and when they get their victory on that, things like that, it makes them feel
1: good. Well, I'm just it's really,
3: like it makes a it's feel good to torture someone.
1: I'm really concerned about poop bags. I use plastic bags to pick up my dog's poop. I I, I, I don't know. Am I supposed to like use my bare hands now or a Kleenex? No. Uh, what you'll do is
3: you'll go out and buy plastic bags. You'll go you'll go buy baggies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Star- you're, you're still going to use plastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I'm going you're to just believe me. It's
3: not get it for free anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I and I don't live in the city. I'm smart. I don't live in the city, but I'm out of, ah. But I'm but I'm out of time, uh, Sterling. I really appreciate you coming on on short notice. Thanks. Take care, sir. Okay, that's Sterling Burnett, senior fellow at the Heartland Institute, and get ready for no plastic bags if you live in the city of Pittsburgh. Be right back.
0: There is an answer to the mess we are in today in this country. There's a reason that so many young people are being led astray. We have to fight back and protect the country we know and love. There's one who knows the way out of this mess. Charlie Kirk has the answer. He's relentless. He will not stop till he reaches every person who will hear. Listen to him every day, everywhere you find podcasts. The Charlie Kirk Show, now on a podcast near you.
5: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons Of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis 950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis 950.com. Discount only available at Genesis 950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpet. These
1: days, physical Distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating
0: a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but
1: we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support. Just a click away. To end addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. You're
0: listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250,
1: The Answer. i got a couple of minutes left here. Um, I, this is uh, the, the plastic bag thing's not a small issue with me. I, I, I mean, maybe it is with you, um, and especially if you don't live in the city of Pittsburgh. But the problem is that um, the uh, feeling out there seems to be that this is going to uh, spread. It's not going to be just the city of Pittsburgh. Um This guy here told the um, Penn, uh, from he's the executive director of Penn Environment, somebody named David Mazur. He says, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bunch of municipalities moving swiftly to try and get their own policies in the book. Mazur told uh, Spotlight PA that he's spoken to officials from at least nine cities, townships, and municipalities that expressed interest in enacting a local bag ban, and there may be more. So uh, it isn't just the city of Pittsburgh. The state... um, have the power to prevent these uh, individual municipalities from implementing the ban, but uh, that goes away as of tomorrow. So, uh, as of who knows what's tomorrow, uh, Thursday. As of Monday, you might go to the your local uh, Giant Eagle or or uh, Shop and Save or whatever, and they're going to hand you paper bags. I, I don't know. I I, the, I don't know if you if you go to the regular paper bags or they go to the uh, the reusable paper bags, but I can tell you one thing: I'm not going to, and that's the um, the cotton bags. I will rather I would rather go in and like hold my shirt out and have the cashier just put the stuff in there and go out, walk out with the stuff just like in my shirt as I pull it up. Uh, but that's where we are. It makes things worse, worse by not having plastic bags. And the people in charge of your life who run the city of Pittsburgh. Will do exactly the opposite of what is good for you. Just keep that in mind. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: The John Stagerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.